Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. We use iMessage as our internal messaging system, you know, similar to sort of Slack. We've got uh, like a management team on iMessage. We've got warehouse and we've got sales. Really customize it. Today on the podcast is Matthew Daly of iPadProductivity.com. He is someone that uses his iPad Pro at work to wear one of many hats, including managing various teams, going on sales calls, marketing work, and a variety of other things. We cover a variety of topics, including how his business uses the iOS 12 restrictions and screen time features, why he made the switch to iPad, how Yoink has become one of his most important apps to aid with file management, an interesting project management tool called Monday.com, and much more, including a few series shortcuts. A quick reminder for those that want to support the podcast to head on over to patreon.com slash iPad pros or write a review over on Apple Podcasts. Both would be of great help. Without further delay, here's my interview with Matthew Daly. I'm here today with Matthew Daly. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot, Tim. It's uh, yeah, certainly good to be here. Can you uh, first introduce yourself and kind of what uh, your day-to-day job is and a little bit about how the iPad fits into all that? I'm the general manager of our company. We specialize in making technologically advanced maintenance and repair products. During my day, I also visit a lot of our key customers. I'm largely based at the office, but I do actually have to go out from time to time to go and see customers. I'm actually finding myself going out more and more these days. So mobile computing is a big thing for me and for a lot of uh, my colleagues in our business. And what industry is it in particular that uh, you work within? Maintenance and repair for what kind of industry? Maintenance and repair, abbreviated as MRO. We cover quite a wide spans of industry. We focus on uh, maintenance. So that's maintenance of processing factories. And uh, I mean, it can be food industry or beverage production. It can be aviation, metalworking and fabrication. So it's right across all types of industry, even defense. So we find ourselves at so many different types of customers. So we have to be able to work on the go. We've got to be very reactive because we work in a small family oriented business where a company would generally have a large marketing department. You know, we have to do a lot of that kind of stuff ourselves. So you're working within the marketing department itself, within sales as you're meeting with customers and just the whole gamut of what your company does, as it sounds like, right? Exactly. For me, being the general manager of the company, I have to oversee a lot of the day-to-day operations. So that's everything that gets handled from inbound to outbound logistics to what goes on in our warehouse and manufacturing, what goes on with our sales team and in our sales department, just in terms of strategy and growth, as well as right through to with IT and marketing. Can you kind of walk me through what your... You obviously have used computers for a long time, I'm sure. Right. Uh, what made the switch from a traditional computer to over to the iPad? When did that actually happen? My history with the iPad, basically, I started off with, at the time, it was a new Acer. Um, but I mean, this thing was, I mean, I look at it now and it's like a brick. I remember the, the, the boot up time. I could actually go downstairs, make myself a cup of coffee while the, the laptop was booting up, come back upstairs and it still hadn't finished. This is old XP machine was where you were coming from or? You know, I can't even remember the, the model of it. This was around the iPad third gen when the iPad third gen was just released. I'd already had this laptop for at least three years. Okay. So 2012 then I believe. Yeah. You know, I just got so annoyed with all the antivirus pop-ups. I had to have a machine for business, and that for me meant mobile computing. And 
I remember when I actually first saw the iPad third gen come out, when I, when I saw it launch, I immediately started seeing possibilities. It just, light bulbs were just going on. And I actually realized, hold on a second, I don't need a diary anymore. I don't need a calendar. At the time, you know, people in my industry, including me, you had to carry around a massive Filofax, you know, one of those leather binders. And I had price lists and credit application forms and brochures and all this stuff in this massive file. And I realized I actually didn't need this anymore. I think what also sold it for me was that the iPad third gen, I think, was boasting 10-hour battery life. Yeah, they all have since uh, the first gen. That's been kind of the one of the gold standards of what iPad means. Right. When I saw that, I realized, hold on, I can go from having a 45-minute battery life to 10 hours. I didn't have to pack my charge every day. I thought, geez, this is pretty impressive. Now, in your region, was cellular access something the iPad could tap into or not? Yes, exactly. Cellular is readily available. For me, that meant that I didn't have to be tethered and I didn't have to have some kind of 3G dongle, which was another thing. I mean, those things, half the time they worked, sometimes they didn't. Also, what the iPad enabled me to do, it enabled me to also be able to do video product demonstrations. And I just saw all of this stuff and I thought, this is a game changer. Now, the third gen, it launched with iOS 5. Yes. And this was a very... You know, old operating system compared to what we're working with today. Can you walk me through kind of the evolution of the apps you were using back then versus today? And what kind of tasks did you actually need to accomplish day to day? And has that changed as the capabilities have improved? I was iPad all in from the iPad third gen. There were a lot of loops and holes that I had to jump through. I mean, I can actually remember on the email, you couldn't even attach a file. You could respond to mail, but you couldn't actually attach a file. So you had to go through... I think at the time I was using an app called iAttachment. I would save all my stuff in iAttachment. And by using iAttachment, I could uh, attach files to that and then send it out that way. A lot of the apps that we've used since the iPad 3rd gen have just changed so dramatically. I, still, I just think of Pages and, uh, and how Pages has come along over the years. I think of a lot of apps that just weren't available. I mean, a simple app that we use that's quite nice is an app called Map My Customers. It's great because we can get an overview of where our customers are. I remember back in the day, there wasn't an app available and then Map My Customers launched and we've been with them since day one. Just seeing how they've changed and all the things that you can do now these apps are really moving towards desktop class capabilities. There's a lot of apps out now that are right on par. Does your company also have a repair shop or are you just selling products into that industry? So we import our products, they come in, and then we distribute them out uh, from our warehouse. So we act as a wholesaler, if you like. Okay. And in that process, the warehouse itself is... Is the team there equipped with iPads to manage inventory and things of that nature? Our warehouse now, our two guys are using iPad Air with Survivor cases. Mm -hmm. I used to, in my day planner, which happens to be OmniFocus, I'd have a set reminder every day to go down into the warehouse, check what is going on, and get updated on a few things with just some of the team. Now I save a lot of time by just simply being able to FaceTime the guys talk to them. I can see the shipments when they arrive. If there's problems with a product, you know, the guys can just FaceTime me. I can actually see the product right in front of me. I can see the stuff that's being manufactured. If I need somebody to do something, I can just pop them an iMessage. We use iMessage as our internal messaging system, you know, similar to sort of Slack. 
Well, you use different group chats based on the team you're working with. Is that kind of something you've set up? Yeah, we actually do. We've got uh, like a management team on iMessage. We've got warehouse and we've got sales. Really customize it. We love iMessage. I, I love the fact that it's it's just really secure and it's, it's, it's very fast. And the way it presents itself on iOS when you're working it's just very elegant. It never gets in the way. From the warehouse point of view, it's opened a lot of doors. And having the guys being able to walk around the warehouse and be able to take notes or participate in projects and be able to be in different parts of the warehouse and, and, and functioning and working and being totally connected, it's super. Even with our deliveries, our driver can receive mail and messages and what have you while he's out. He can operate on the iPad remotely and he can check in to wherever he's going going to or if he needs to contact us or show us something that he's picking up or what have you, he, he can just FaceTime. The notes that we take are all collaborated. It's opened so many doors for us. It really is a game changer. What tool do you use for note collaboration? Primarily, we use Pages. Okay. Besides the fact that the, the layout is really nice, it's very similar to Word, the collaboration feature of Pages we've just found works so well. Being able to see changes happening live means that we all can work remotely from different areas. If I met a customer and I'm making changes on a document, I can see that document being updated, maybe another aspect of that document by a colleague live when I'm away from the office. The collaboration aspect of it has given us a lot more power. It saved us a lot more time in terms of having to relay backwards and forwards. Is there any aspect of your business that does require like a Mac Mini or a Windows box anywhere to be in place for a particular task? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, our payroll system and uh, our invoicing system, unfortunately, the, the software that handles all the invoicing side of our business has to be run uh, through a desktop. And because we've got a manufacturing component to our business, we've had to have a special payroll system that has built on the whole manufacturing aspect. And it's quite a customized solution. That software has to run off of a desktop that's running on Mac. Do you use the Apple Pencil at all in your day-to-day -day use of the iPad? I actually do a lot. So I'm running off the iPad Pro 2nd Gen. I've got my Apple Pencil. It's on a, it's an Elevator Lab silicone pencil holder. And it sort of suctions itself onto the desk. And so the Apple Pencil just, just slots in there. I have it permanently mounted on the desk. So whenever I'm sitting at my desk, if I have to sign leave forms or if I have to sign a document or purchase order or what have you, I can just grab it sit back and just sign it easily. And I, I actually find that I'm using the Apple Pencil more and more. I originally got it as a, as a Christmas present. I always wanted one just for sketching and that kind of thing. But I'm finding that graphic design work, because we do a lot of our own graphic design work, at least 95% of it, that Apple Pencil really makes a difference. Oh, absolutely. Especially in apps like uh, Pixelmator. You know, we use a lot of Pixelmator and it's, it's really nice, especially if you're going to do some manual touch-ups where you need to erase or cut out the background and you've got a bit, you know, a few jagged lines. So if you need to move objects and things around a bit more accurately, that pencil just works a treat. Yeah, it's indispensable for tracing an object, outlining an object to delete the background there to... Exactly. If I didn't have it now, I'd go and buy another one. And that wasn't my opinion when I first saw the Apple Pencil. I thought this would be a nice to have. But you start using it more and more and more. And then you realize, hold on, I actually don't want to be without this thing. Yeah. 
Now, one tool that you caught to my attention in our uh, pre-chat here before the episode is Monday.com. This is a tool I've never really heard of. Can you walk me through what this is for those that don't know about it? It's a project management uh, tool that we use. What it does is it allows your team to be able to comment on and make changes to and make updates to certain projects. It works on boards. So you can have multiple boards. And let's say you've got a board for marketing. You click on your marketing board and it opens up almost like a spreadsheet. It's very attractive and not as dull and boring and complex as like a spreadsheet. So you've got all these cells in front of you and Monday.com is designed as like a quick visual reference to see and get a quick overview that the project is running on track and you can assign timelines and you can assign people to tasks and people can just update the boards when they've completed a task and change statuses to done. And then the cells highlight and change to different colors. It's really very useful. It's just grown and come uh, leaps and bounds on the iPad app. All the stuff that we run off, it has to run in full screen on the iPad and it has to be a good app. So we try and test a lot of the stuff that we've used. And over the years, geez, we've gone through so many different apps to find the best ones. Monday.com, it meant that the whole team could participate and the board would update itself in accordance with whenever somebody would make a change to the board. So I could just log on to monday.com and see as soon as somebody had completed a task from a project overview perspective, I can see how that project is tracking. Is there any component within there for reminding somebody? Say there is a due date of December 1st. Is there a way to set up a reminder two weeks before this, send me an email about this task I need to do? The app itself has got uh, an inbox where you can see when tasks are coming up to be due. I wouldn't say it's as customizable as, say, OmniFocus. I wouldn't use it as a day task planner. It's more to get an overview of projects. So let's say you've got a customer that you're dealing with and you need to make sure that maybe you're doing a podcast with a customer, for instance, and you need to make sure that the customer's internet is good. Then you need to make sure that the customer is going to be there on time. You've got a whole lot of aspects to that, to that project. And maybe a few people, uh, have also got to have input in that project. You can check that those guys are doing what they need to do. You can assign timelines to some of those tasks. So when you sort of expect the task to be done and those timelines will actually say you've got no tasks that have to be done in the next week. So yeah, you do kind of get a reminder. Another tool I see you use is Yoink. This is a tool that I've had the developer on. I've tried to put in my workflow and I just can never seem to find a place for it. How are you using it? Yoink is probably one of my most used apps. I introduced it to one of our managers in our in our management team. He also now is one of his most used apps. Where I find it becomes really useful is when you get files or PDFs or attachments, maybe it's a quote or maybe it's a URL or it could be anything. When that gets dropped into your inbox by somebody, you can just take that and just drop it into Yoink as opposed to dropping it into iCloud Drive. The problem with dropping it into iCloud Drive is it'll eventually clutter up your file system. It doesn't matter how carefully you do it. You would have to have a folder. I used to have a folder in my iCloud Drive called Drop Zone, where I'd just take attachments and things and just drop them into there. I have a scratch folder that everything just kind of lives in this scratch folder that's got a thousand files in it at this point. There you go. What Yoink does, it allows you just to drop everything you want into this folder, and you don't have to care about the organization of it. You don't have to worry about dropping it into the right folder. You just grab it and drop it into Yoink. So it speeds up your workflow because you might need to grab two or three things 
out of iCloud Drive or out of your file system, you'd have to go through those files individually and grab those things. And where do you put those things when you're compiling an email? Okay, you can drop them into your email, but then you have to go back into iCloud Drive and repeat the process and go to a different file. Whereas all that you have to do is you can just grab what you need to drop it into Yoink. And then when you're ready, just grab everything from Yoink in one hit because you can stack them and just drop it into your mail. It really does work a lot quicker than having to just clutter your iCloud drive, for instance. Mm -hmm. It does a few other things that I I also really like. And that is if you open up a PDF in your mail, you might need to view something else in your mail. What you could do is you can just grab that PDF, drop it into Yoink, open it in Yoink, and then open the other thing that you want to open up in your mail. Because you can't, you know, obviously on iOS, you can't uh, display two instances of the same app. Yes. Next year, hopefully. Right. I know exactly, right? Yoink really does act as the sort of temporary holdings place that that, that can just provide an extra screen. It just speeds up your workflow. I mean, you can also, through the extensions, instead of saying save to files, you just click on save to files and you just drop it straight into Yoink. Have you experimented yet with the new Siri shortcuts for Yoink, which let you like grab the last image that you put in Yoink, the last text file? There's all sorts of granular things you can do now with that. That's really cool. I, I've already upgraded to Yoink 2.0. I haven't played around with some of the, the Siri shortcuts for Yoink. I've got a few very cool ideas that I'm working on with some other people just to try and get some really good, efficient productivity workflows. I do a lot of graphic design. Doing the graphic design, I'd have to export a lot of images, convert them into PNG, and then save them into Yoink. With Siri shortcuts, you can just literally run the shortcut and it saves you at least three or four taps from going save to and then finding the file and then dropping it into Yoink or the final destination. And I'm trying to work that out now. Yeah, I have one for work that I use where I upload an image to our WordPress server and it's there in our library. And and the shortcut lets me actually name the file because you of course, no, on iOS, image file names can be a bit uh, unwieldy at times where it just puts some random file name there. Yes. Yeah, Shortcuts is just super handy for all sorts of just little things like that. I'm loving Shortcuts. There's actually a couple really handy shortcuts that I use. One of them I created was a today shortcut. When I wake up in the morning, I can just say, hmm, Siri, today. What it'll do is it runs the shortcut where it reads me the weather from Carrot. So it it reads me the weather, then it reads me my calendar appointments. So I know what to wear, weather appropriate, and what to wear in terms of who I'm going to go and visit uh, for a customer. And then straight after that, it automatically plays my morning music. It's quite a nice uh, workflow. And so without doing anything, I get an overview of the day and then the music's playing. And it's quite quite nice and relaxing, quite a nice way to wake up. Yeah. No, something I want to wrap up this episode with is iOS 12 and business and how screen time and restrictions can kind of help the employees at your company not jump into like Netflix. Is that kind of the idea there with the restrictions aspect of it? Exactly. I think for entrepreneurs, what iOS 12 is really bringing to the table in terms of some new features that I quite like, and we've already started to implement some of them here. First of all, you've got screen time reporting, which is great because now you can get an idea of what's actually going on in terms of how your employees are using their time. You know, Are they using their time effectively, the time well spent? Where is it actually being used? And then on the restrictions side, it's great because it, it gives managers a, a more healthy system of control and permissions 
So as opposed to actually having to say to people, listen, you know, we don't want you to, you know, go on social media and stuff, abuse the social media apps and what have you, and you know, go surfing and stuff uh, on safari in random hours of the day. We only want you to do it during sort of tea time and lunchtime and what have you. You know, you can actually do that now. It's quite nice. You know, then you don't have to get worried as an employer that people aren't working and nobody's anxious because they're trying to sneakily do something behind your back. I can see it working quite well for employers. Yeah. Now, with the screen time, uh, do you have your iPads configured to auto-sleep if they're not being actively tapped, or do you worry about uh, just the screen on all day long and it's giving you a number that's just idle time for a certain app that's you know kind of a, a dashboard, for instance, in the inventory room or something like that? You know, the screen time reporting, I'm still learning it. It's, um, I mean, I know it's still in its infancy. The, the iPads that we've got now are set to sleep if they're not being used. And from what I can see from the screen time reporting, what I'm enjoying now is that you can really get a breakdown of, of what's going on. And, and what I like that you can see on the reporting is you can see how much productivity time is actually being used. That's really important, I think, for business. Employees can actually see, are the guys actually using their time in a work type of situation or are they on the social networking side of things? Or mm -hmm. you know, it, it really breaks it down very nicely for you. I hope they work on this in the future where... I could designate a certain social network application just for productivity. It's a, a my work account is signed in there for promoting the business versus a personal uh, app for my personal Twitter kind of thing. That would be a nice addition in the future. That would be that would be a nice addition. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. There, you know, to set up your own like custom categories, almost like let me choose which apps are the ones that are work focused. It wouldn't surprise me if go that way because I mean. I can see people looking at this and, I mean, you see how many iPads are deployed in the workplace now. Employers are going to be able to get, you know, custom reports really giving a detailed breakdown as to what's going on. And it's also going to help them structure the companies better. Are they finding that the type of work that they're receiving from their customers is just causing their employees to take up too much time on mail? Or is it causing them to land up being too focused in, in this type of area? It's going to give companies a good breakdown of where the time is being chewed up. There's a lot of applications and a lot of advantages I see to the screen reporting, definitely. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to just chat about briefly before we wrap it up here? Just a few quick shortcuts that I'm really enjoying. I'm enjoying zip to email, being able to literally run a shortcut. It pops up and asks you for the file that you're wanting to zip, and then it zips it for you and saves it to the location that you want it. I mean, that's just so fast and handy. I use OmniFocus a lot, and OmniFocus quick entry is quite nice. If you're not in OmniFocus, there's a quick entry shortcut, which I actually have in my dock, and I just click that and it opens OmniFocus automatically and opens the quick inbox entry view immediately in just one tap. And little things like that just save a lot of time. Yeah. And do you find yourself actually invoking Siri shortcuts with Siri often outside of your good morning uh, shortcut? Or is it mostly uh, the app icons and within the app shortcut app itself? It's funny you mentioned that. I have actually recently set up a Siri shortcut that when I travel to my customers, we're able to claim back on tax, but I have to then record the amount of business mileage I'm doing. And so instead of, you know, when I get in the car, instead of having to tap on or find notes, if it's not on the front of my screen, instead of having to find notes, tap on notes, then tap on all iCloud notes and then find the note, tap on that and then scroll down to where I am. I can just say Siri travel log and then it'll automatically open that specific note in my notes app and I'm ready to go without touching the phone. It saved me about five or six taps. Yeah. 
for that one, I wonder if you could, if you do driving directions, if you could configure shortcuts to just put the mileage in there automatically based on your current location and your destination and kind of do the math for you and add it to some kind of document. Well, thank you, Matthew, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you. For uh, those that want to find more about what you're up to, um, do you have a Twitter or anything like that? I mainly peruse in, uh, Instagram. They can find me at uh, ipadproductivity.com or they can uh, they can find me at, on Instagram uh, uh, under ipadproductivity.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Matthew, for your time today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks very much, Tim. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for listening to this episode of iPad Pros. You can find the show notes over at ipadpros.net you can send your feedback to me at ipadprospodcast.gmail.com. If you email a voice memo, I'd be happy to include your audio in a future episode. I'm on Twitter at ipadprospodcast. And as mentioned at the top of the show, if you haven't had a chance to review the show on Apple Podcasts, I highly encourage you to do so. Every review helps send signals to promote the podcast more in search and helps other people discover the show. Thank you for your time and attention today. Talk to everyone again real soon.